Welcome to The Story Tinker, a place for in-depth analysis of stories, including Midnight Poppyland, Purple Hyacinth, and more. Co-hosted by sharp, witty, and dare I say, thirsty fans, we dive deep into every episode, analyzing character, relationship development, and so many theories. You can follow The Story Tinker right here on YouTube, as well as all podcast platforms. You can also follow The Story Tinker on Instagram and Facebook. For bonus content, sneak peeks, and more, you can support The Story Tinker on Patreon. If you like what you see, please like and subscribe. Thank you for listening to The Story Tinker, and let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 100 of the Purple Hyacinth podcast on The Story Tinker called Tight Timing, and today we are with Solis and Fu. Hello. I wasn't sure if Solis was going to go first or I was. <laughs> I'll go first. I'm Solis. Uh, I don't know what, what to say in the introduction. Um, I'm a fan, and I, I draw, yeah. Yeah. Instagram, right? You draw, you put your stuff on Instagram? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, who also has some stuff on Instagram, so yeah. there you go. <laughs> I don't like plugging it, though. Yeah, I've been here a couple, not a couple, I've been here many times. I don't think I really need to introduce myself. <laughs> so episode 100, and we know we have been following this arc for several weeks, and as we talked about last time, we've been like, cliffhanger 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 kind of the same cliffhanger you know the reveal and we've been anticipating this episode because it's been built up with that chart you know all the way up so let's dive in we left off last episode with kim on top of lauren reaching for her mask and that's where we start off here we have you know it starts off with a grab and her hand is right there and we're all like okay she's gonna rip it off she's gonna rip it off but her hand is trembling and then we see it from Lauren's perspective, it's still trembling. And there's several panels. So you can see she's taking her time. She is not ripping it off. She is hesitant. And at this point, we hear some tap, tap, tap from the you know door next from the stairs. And Kieran, sorry, Kim is like, the APD already arrived. Tap, tap, tap. But no. But anyway, let me let, let me you guys say with about like with the mask. How did you feel about the fact that the mask was once again not torn off? I'm like almost frustrated. I'm like, it's a band aid, just rip it off. Come I am on. frustrated. I'm not sure if you listened to the 99 podcast, but I was literally just talking about in that podcast. Like I just started it off and I was like, PH, you're really testing me right now. And I, Mindy knows this. And I was talking about it when the episode dropped, like when this episode dropped, I was like, how many of these cliffhangers do I have to sit through where literally nothing follows up on it? Like, you know, they it, every episode keeps building up to these cliffhangers, right? Like these really big cliffhangers. And then the next episode doesn't really fulfill what we were expecting, like this episode, we expected Kim to finally rip the mask off. It's been like, what, three attempts now? Like, I don't know. It was like, you know, end of 96, right? Kim almost discovered that Lauren was and like, got it confirmed. Then it was when Kim arrest, when Kim tried to arrest Lauren. And like, had Loon been arrested, Kim would have found out their identities. 
and now it's this and then the ps is very conveniently timed ambush it's getting frustrating and i i was talking to some people about it and they were thinking that like it may not be the authors it could very well be webtoon just pulling the strings and trying to get more people to fast pass because that's how the webtoons make money of course but damn this is annoying (laughs) the authors right because like cliffhangers are how you get people to keep reading i know but i don't want to keep reading if nothing matters anymore (laughs) like the cliffhangers they don't really matter in the next episode that's not what the next episode is about it's not the episodes feel like contained to themselves because what happens what happened like you know in episode 99 when kim was chasing lauren it doesn't matter in this episode but kim when kim almost ripped off like when kim had um you know she had the moment to rip off lauren's mask I mean, it makes sense that she didn't want to when she didn't, but like also why, like, I don't know. It just, it hurts me because every week, you know, we get this episode, amazing buildup, amazing tension. And then we're left on this brutal cliffhanger, but then the next week doesn't fulfill our expectations and it isn't satisfying to read like I get it it works it can work but it can't work like this for an entire arc it can work for like I don't know three to four episodes but this is episode 100 this arc started on episode 94 that's a lot of episodes (laughs) so the reason a cliffhanger is so exciting is because you come up to the cliff and then you see that you're about to fall over the precipice. So a cliffhanger is supposed to be suspense followed by a reward of something very, very crucial, exciting, crazy happening. So we've been going up to the cliff and then up to the cliff and then up to the cliff, right? We haven't had the falling down off the cliff, you know, result yet. So that's why we've been feeling this way. Yeah. And, yeah. Same, I know. Like, I mean, this like, cliffhanger isn't related to Kim ripping off Lauren's mask you know like that first half well the first kim lauren encounter was in 96 mm-hmm. yeah but like it's more like not kim ripping off her mask it's just kim always coming and like seconds away from discovering like who lauren is and we've been waiting for this for like you know since lauren did become loon we were like when are people gonna find out she's loon and it keeps getting teased and I like I'm all right with it being teased but there still has to be like something to come out of it it doesn't feel like there is anything coming out of it one minute Kim is like Kim's motivations I feel have been switching up completely at one moment she is trying to track down Loon because Loon has found something very important and then she switches to trying to take down Loon and arrest them and then she switches to trying to go back to what Loon was trying to figure out the entire time like I, I know she has orders from Herman but Kim is literally in a nitro factory that could go off at any minute if like someone shot the wrong bullet and Loon has their priorities 
Loon knows what they want to do. Loon wants to get out of the building. And I feel like them getting out of the building is more important than getting arrested. Because Kim and Will should realize that by slowing Loon down, by putting them at like risk of being blown up because like they want to arrest them, like they're actively putting themselves and the rest of our tallest at risk, as well as all the people in that factory. I agree. I mean, and it's frustrating. It's and, really frustrating. I, I'm just going to be honest here because I feel like Kim knows better than this. Herman can't really do anything right now, right? Herman can get mad at them. He can, like, you know, give them extra hours or whatever for not following orders. But I feel like Kim has the autonomy to know what's most important right now and to choose what's most important right now. The result of all this, like the choosing to arrest them and hence the delay has resulted in the phantom side coming in. We see these people come in and they have their arm, they have these vests on and Kim's like, wait, that's not because right now the phantom side has had time to come in and she grabs Lauren and says, take cover. So we can see, you know, she, if she suspects she's Lauren, she wants her to be safe. Right. And, you know, there already is like a gunshot at them and Kim grabs a gun and they are running down the steps while being shot at you know she's protecting her head and Lauren's like thinks there's all phantom side back up how did they get her so fast tunnel theory tunnel theory they got here through the tunnels I'm just saying there is a tunnel underneath this there is a tunnel underneath this factory I'm really hoping they discover it great theory and also I mean they sounded the alarm so maybe the alarm was connected to like more phantom sites headquarters or whatever so yeah and kim's like we need to go find the others which was like yeah you shouldn't just split up to begin with i don't know why they split up but so yeah and we see the others are currently having a fist fight Kieran and will are just punching each other it's quite sad um you know will was about to punch um kieran but then kieran just makes him punch himself by pushing his his hand and poor poor will he's like recovering and kieran you know jumps away Will runs after him. He says, hey, they're running. And Will's like, seems like they've arrived. APD, Lieutenant, ha. Uh, and then Will, Kieran's like, no, wait, this isn't. And then bang. And somebody has just shot from the Phantom Scythe, has just shot at Will. Because no, it was not the APD. It was the Phantom Scythe. And Will is kicked out of the way by Kieran. And it's just like, he does this really strong kick. Looks like, you know, he's from quite a distance away. You know, you see Will being pushed quite far away. So it's very strong. And the bullet just passes by his eyes. So Kieran saved Will's life. <laughs> yeah, this is one of the panels that was. What? Another kiss. kiss. <laughs> yeah. And this panel here is actually one of the panels that was um, so posted on our Instagram. Oh, yeah. As, I forgot to mention it. Above. Yeah, mm -hmm. there, was, there was a Kim panel, right? Where she had her hand over her face. That was one that was posted just on Instagram. And I didn't realize that. I just realized it, like, now. It took a while because it, it's obscured by her, her, you know, that it's like a disgust face. So we were like, oh, my God, what's happening? And, yeah, it's obscured by her hand, but that's the panel. So... Will is like slumped against a wall where he has been kicked, crashes into it. 
and the APD, not sorry, the APD, sorry, the phantom site comes in, there's like one, two, three, four, five of them in this panel. They're heavily protected and armed, they're masked, we don't, you know, they have hooded, they don't see, we don't see their faces. Will dives behind a filing cabinet, it looks like, and then we see both of them are behind boxes. Those guys are just standing there shooting. I don't know why they're not like running. You know, they clearly saw them just go behind the boxes. I don't know why they're just standing there. And um, my first thought is like, oh my God, is that nitro? Like, are any of those boxes nitroglycerin? Like, how can you be so sure that they're only by the loading docks and in the basement? Like, maybe they're in other places. Like, this is bad. Man, phantom scythe. No respect for the common, like, no respect for common safety. Well, maybe, I mean, maybe the phantom scythe. The boxes were nitro glycerin they wouldn't be shooting at it yeah i guess they like hopefully they were told yeah. where they were i think yeah there was hopefully. that one room right where all the nitro was all the other rooms were i think safe right yeah but they and were like, shipping it out yeah. though they haven't discovered every that they will and kieran don't know where you know for all they know there could be more nitroglycerin than they know but hopefully the phantom side people know <laughs> what is and what isn't <laughs> So Will, who is like an eternal optimist, is like, drop your weapons. Like, dude, you are far outnumbered. I don't think they're going to listen to you. Like, Will, if we ask them nice enough, they'll do what we say. <laughs> He's such uh, yes. they, the they, for, they for sure want to get arrested. Yeah. Like, they'll be like, oh, shit, my bad. He asked politely. He said, please, um, I guess, like, I don't know, pass the handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he is like you know naively um faithful in the the power of the law and that's will you know will's all about rules it was all about doing things the right way he's a little good guy but then the okay. second later he's like crap this is bad i think it's probably the first time he cursed yeah. didn't he no way it's the fifth it's like it's lady a you know if this is like the first time it's, it's crap <laughs> He swore a total of five times. Yeah. Solis, why do you know this? Why do you know that he Like, exactly five times. Like, you know the exact number. Someone else counted. Oh my gosh. Why are people counting? Like, who's rereading all of PH just to see if Will swears? I feel like I know the answer. (laughs) Either that or we have it memorized. Oh well. Anyway, so so it's a good trivia question. How many times was Will Sweared up till episode ten, <laughs> or sorry, hundred? Oh, Girl Wonder has a trivia um, episode on Purple Hyacinth, and I did it before I started doing the podcast. I think, and I did not do very well. I think at this point, if I did it, I would know it much better. But yes, so y'all head over there and yeah. see how well I you mean, do. Both and I have planned a lot of trivia events. I've participated in our Jeopardy. We made the Je- we made the Jeopardy. <laughs> and she was like, I'm gonna go undercover because I can't no one can know how bad I am at trivia for my own story. That's funny. Didn't we do Solis, didn't you plan like the original trivia event? And it was like this one kahoot. Yeah. And you were asking people for like question ideas. And I literally gave you the most obscure questions ever. Like I was, you know, episode, it's like episode 25. I was like, okay, Solis, 
at one point like where was the thief arrested what is the name of the street and it was like Isidore something I don't remember like the corner between the <laughs> that was the kind of no questions way. I was giving solace it was hilarious and yeah, then I won the like, because I knew all the answers yeah for like the uh Jeopardy that we did we had like a impossible round and we just like purposely went into like specific chapters and was like okay what's the most obscure fact that we can find in this chapter and the scary part was that people knew it like I wasn't expecting people to know it but like they got a lot of the questions right and yeah I've never been more scared of a fandom before because like even I didn't know the answers off the top of my head like that was me intentionally going in and trying to find really obscure things yeah, I was just like, I don't know obscure stuff like off the top of my head. I'll go in and then I'll add them because I know that other people don't. But apparently people do know them. And I'm like, what the hell? Why do you know this? But yeah, so, it's really fun to watch people like for the people who don't know. Like yeah. as someone who has planned these events, it's funny to watch them. Like I, I'm a horrible person for saying this, but it's funny to watch people panic because they're like, I don't know this. I'm like, me too. Yeah. So anyway, we'll now we know five times apparently before this and kieran says to himself as always seems like the phantom scythe was faster than the apd sad statement now at this point we see him walk tapping we see he seems like he's lifting himself off slamming his hand and then will's looking at him and we see a whoosh looks like kieran is kind of reflected in his eyes and now suddenly kieran somehow is on top of all these Phantom Scythe members with four blades between his fingers, whooshing on top of them. Looks like he's like 20 feet above them. Um, Kieran is basically a Spider-Man at this point. He's throwing the daggers as he's jumping down. They stab two of them in their hands. And then as he falls down, he kicks one of them in the face. And then he does like, kicks another guy in the face while he's kicking another guy with the other foot. And then we hear behind you which presumably is from will and somebody is shooting at him but he grabs the guy's hand the gun does not go you know does not kill kieran and will's just like shaking his head and he's like your mini is getting damn long herman so we have number seven <laughs> and he's- self-awareness we love to see it <laughs> yeah i mean he even he's losing his patience um and he is shooting, he takes out his gun to, and he shoots, um, presumably he shoots at that guy. Although I will say, um, he's shooting at the guy's back, but the blood seems to be coming out as though he was shot from the front, but okay, whatever. He's, yeah, he's trying to like disarm people and make it so like they can't, they can't like, you know, use their arms, but he's not trying to kill them. Like he's not aiming for the kill. Yeah. For here, he didn't aim the daggers at the people's throats, only at their mm-hmm. their hands. Which, frankly, I think you should have aimed at their throats. But okay, <laughs> I mean, also, if you wrist. Uh... Random note: the calling uh, Kieran Batman reminded me of the Spider-Man Lauren theory. Which, like, oh no! I for all honesty, Mindy, I think I told genuine... you about this theory. <laughs> This is Wait, she, she created it. She's insane. <laughs> I didn't create it, but I um I did the math for it. Yes, there was math involved. Um, 
it was Lauren jumping off of a rooftop and we calculated if it was humanly possible for her to jump off that roof and land on the ball of one foot and no, it was not. And I did all the math to prove it and the physics. I'm impressed. So I just, I just think the cast is superhuman at this point. The trauma gives them superpowers. Definitely. Anyway, um, Will is radioing and he's like, Lieutenant uh, Hawks, the Captain Herman, we have been ambushed. Meanwhile, there's this guy behind him and he's shooting while he's talking. The site of the site, they sent their backup around 30 individuals and we have the guy coming from behind them again. But Kieran, not Kieran, sorry, Lauren and Kim have come in at this point, and Lauren kicks the guy in the neck. So, no, we'll, we'll once again see if I'm getting shot. He's like, hey, Lieutenant, are you guys okay there? And Kim says that. And he's like, we're good. No, you're not, but okay. We need to move towards an exit. But we see Kieran, all the Phantom Snipe guys are, you know, out of commission and on the floor. Kieran's like clutching himself because clearly he is not doing well. I mean, I, okay. I'm glad this was mentioned. Like, I'm glad it was acknowledged that like Kieran's supposed to be injured right now. But I also don't know how he was struggling to climb down an elevator, but now was able to do this like acrobatics, right? Like, you know, when he was taking out the other fan. I think he, was like, he what? might be possibly making his injuries worse. Yeah. I think it's adrenaline, you know. Um, yeah. Obviously, like, Maybe it's a little unrealistic, but whatever. But I mean, adrenaline does drive people forward. And um, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, when he when the people are all down, then he can kind of relax and let go. But yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> he's not doing well. We see again, like yeah, we see a panel of him sweating, and like Lauren also sweating notices that she's like, "Kieran doesn't look so good. How long is his injured body going to last?" So. I, we've had this buildup for several times. So again, like consistent with what we've been saying, I do hope that it has a payoff in Kieran collapsing somehow, because otherwise it wouldn't be, make sense that we've been building up like, okay, he's not doing well, he's not doing well, he's not doing well. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I can, I can handle buildup and I'm all right with it being teased. I just, I can't take it when it's going on for like eight episodes. It's, it feels excessive to me. I just, it's, you know having to wait I know in binge like if you binge it it'll probably be better but like having to like it's been two months now and like uh I don't want to do this also like according to the graph 101 is even more upwards and we don't even know what happens after that like she covered the graph (laughs) right so I hope I hope all the things that we've been talking about will will have a payoff I hope <laughs> the reveal, Kieran, and what comes next at the end of the chapter. <laughs> so uh, Will's like, and seems like there's more coming this way because we're going to get surrounded. And Kim's like, well, there's no way we're going to get out of here at this rate. I'm running out of ammo. Where are they? And she's shooting, right? And Lauren's like really wondering too over here. So the fact that they're all wondering this and that like, I think the authors are placing emphasis on this, maybe... Herman is not doing what he's supposed to be doing. Maybe he's delaying for a reason. Either Herman or someone else. What do you think? Do you think I'm theorizing too much or do you think this is legitimate? I think it's just 
convenient timing. I can't see Herman being PS. <laughs> I don't know. Everything seems convenient in this arc. Like, like you know, the PS gets there just before the APD. The APD is taking a little longer. They somehow know the address, right? Without any struggle, even though that's what we left a cliffhanger on. Like, there should have been some work for that, I think. Like, that's one of my... I feel bad because I'm complaining about this arc and I don't I don't know I feel bad for complaining because I still like I still really like PH I have nothing against the authors I just I I have my own gripes with this arc but yeah it's like I don't know I feel like everything is just coming to them a little bit too easily in this arc it's either taking too long or it's happening too quickly right I mean obviously it's highly unrealistic that like They've taken down like what forty Phantom Scythe members. Yeah, <laughs> and no injury so far. But I mean, to some extent, I suspend you know belief when when we read webtoons. But like, obviously, it can't be too much. Otherwise, we get thrown out of the story. So anyway, um, whether or not there is a suspicious delay or not, eventually they they do arrive. We see wee wee wee, and there are lights. And there's a SWAT, there's two SWAT trucks at least surrounding the factory. We see Lloyd Glass factory. Oh, that's so funny. In here, oh no, never mind. It just still says since blank 1975 or and so nine seven five. I thought it, it said 1975, but no, it still says an X in front. And we see, you know, it looks like it's two long buildings right next to each other. And there's like these red lights around it. And we see. The fact that this specifically says Group A front of factory makes me wonder if it's like, you know, the, the, this Group B loading dock. Like, I wonder if this whole, you know, the, the locations are important because, um, like, is something going to happen and, like, specifically separately in, like, the factory and the front versus the loading dock? Yeah. I don't know. Like, when stuff gets dropped like this, it's usually important. Never, they never, you know, usually we just like, you know, the location is something that we understand and interpret just as part of reading the story. So it's pretty um, it's drawing us out of the story to tell us something. So. Yeah, so in front of Factor, we have the SWAT teams. We have um, at least two trucks. We have these, um, these guys, people with, the, you know, these large shields and their hats, helmets, and they say, drop your weapons and surrender. We have the buildings around it. They have these long rifles shooting, looking in the window. Remember, only return fire if they shoot first. Okay, interesting. So I, I don't know if that's like a moral thing or if that's like a don't shoot up the nitroglycerin thing. <laughs> Meaning like we can trust them to know where the nitroglycerin is. No, no. I mean, like, I don't know. It's probably a mix of both. I would suspect that the APD doesn't want to deal with a lot of casualties, right? So like they don't want to be the ones to initiate the fire because like if they initiate fire, then they might, they'll probably get fire back and they don't want to risk their officers, right? But so they're going on the defensive rather than the offensive. Um, and then they got shot at. Bang, bang, bang. So they're like, <laughs> return fire. Problem solved. <laughs> Quandary resolved. And they're returning fire. And then we have group B in the loading dock, another SWAT team. And Herman is yelling into their radio. Remember, the nitro crates are green, which they don't look green to me, by the way. They looked wood, <laughs> right? 
I think it's funny I, I thought it was green as in like could explode. Oh, okay. Fine. Sounds good. Do not fart anywhere near them. Our priority is to retrieve Lieutenant Hawks and Sergeant Adele, which is like Louis is not oh. there. <laughs> okay, but like that's important though, because Herman is more important about getting his officers out than like stopping like or like stopping the PS from getting their hands on the nitro or like keeping their hands on the nitro. And I think that's important. I, I feel like wants to... I'm a bit of a hurt. Like, Solis knows. Sorry, Solis, what are you saying? I think he wants to get them out because there is a large amount of explosives in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, yeah, he doesn't want, he doesn't want the like SWAT teams to go in. He wants to get the people out, right? He's more concerned with getting them out rather than than getting people in to secure the location and i think that's important because like i mean he kim and will obviously know important stuff but like also i feel like a little bit also like he's concerned about their well-being because i mean herman just had harvey die on him right from a phantom scythe assassin right as they like Mm -hmm. as more golden viper venom murders happen you know they realized it was phantom scythe probably so like in this i don't i feel bad for herman because he's probably had to deal with the situation a ton of times and i think he just does not want to lose another officer on the field right he doesn't mm-hmm. want to every time i want to feel bad about herman i think about all the funerals he's attended in the past 10 years thank you for showing him in the most positive light so but he does right after he's saying it's that that's his priority he then moves to the nitro and says sean mendelez um troy and clark you're securing the nitro boxes in the delivery vestibule everyone else inside and of course rain is pouring it's very dramatic and will you know it's like he hears the sirens he's like it was about goddamn time <laughs> more curses and he's you know trying to shoot from his pistol but it's empty so he just throws it on the floor which i don't know he could still use it to like bang someone in the head just saying mm-hmm. but then we discover that the four of them are surrounded. They're all standing back to back. There's Will, there's Kim, and it's probably um, Kieran and Lauren. And based on later battles, because we have all analyzed this, their position, and they're surrounded and there's everyone pointing guns at them. And someone says, just a little too late. And then we have this the picture of this guy. We have called him the Dilf, which is things that I cannot say on the podcast. But it's a very handsome, slightly older man. <laughs> and um, we actually, during stream, came up with like 15 pages of like possible names for him. So when we do find his name, I, we I, bet you are searching through that document. Um, I'm going to call him Ratman for now. That's what the I know someone who calls him Cal and I kind of, I've kind of personally stuck with that. Just oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen people use Nathaniel. And he does look like a Nathaniel to me, like. But oh, Cal's a good one. Ooh, I like that. I don't well, know. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna use a rat man because he looks like a rat to me. Not <laughs> looks like a rat, okay? That's what you get for shooting the O4. I'm gonna call you a rat. He behaves like a rat, but he looks very nice. <laughs> and he says, "Yeah." So he has this like confident, cocky look on his face, and he smirks and says. So what do we have here? Seems like we finally caught Loon. Surprised that we're here. 
After spending so much time desperately running after the Phantom Scythe, you should know we're always one step ahead. And we see Kieran glowering at him. And my suspicion is that Kieran knows him from somewhere, mm-hmm. from the Phantom Scythe. I think also the line just probably relates to something Kieran has experienced, which is Kieran backstory moment. Like, wait, Mindy. Okay, so like, I'm pretty sure Kieran has, you know, done some bad stuff in the Phantom Scythe, like where he himself got in trouble for it. Because he does seem more rebellious in nature. But now I'm thinking, like, the leader is one step ahead of Loon. In in what sense is the leader one step ahead of Loon? Is it because the leader planned Loon? Is it the veteran theory? (laughs) Where Kieran is going to betray Lauren because the Kieran and the leader were in cahoots and back to this. That would be one step ahead of Lauren. (laughs) I mean, listen, I'm proud that you were able to insert the Kieran betrayal theory. Good job. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe in terms of Kieran doing bad things for the Phantom Scythe, maybe this guy is like the Punisher. I I don't think he recognizes him at this point, right? I mean, meaning I don't think the the Dilf recognizes Kieran right now um especially because he's not facing him also but um i'm pretty sure kieran recognizes him so maybe maybe this guy was like the guy who tortured kieran when he was younger maybe he's done some punishing later on or who knows but i have a feeling he knows him oh i had a theory that was like okay so there's a hephaestus right i was thinking like what if this guy is hephaestus like in the pantheon i was like when we saw those panels of him like from so stories like hey what is this guy is hephaestus because right if and then if he's hephaestus was in the pantheon right i'm probably not saying the name right oh my god he was in the pantheon hephaestus okay good (laughs) it's been a while since i caught up on percy jackson but yeah so we know this guy was in the circus right and then this guy is working for apostle seven right because this is the where apostle seven is hiding the nitro leader seven the leader knows that a seven is hiding the nitro here but this is where apostle seven himself is this is where he's organized it because elvira is like under him so this guy whoever this guy is probably sent by um apostle seven right and who else are the apostle seven minions We've got Messenger 7, who is Raphael or Athena. My theory is Athena, who is also in the Pantheon. And then we've got Bella, who, although Bella is also working for the leader, she is also in the Pantheon. So this guy is probably in the Pantheon. Like in the two times that we've seen so far, both Pantheon members, both working under Apostle 7, right? Both somewhat similar in age. So this guy could be Hephaestus. And just realize that now. Like, I remembered, like, oh, this guy could be a Hephaestus, but now I'm like, this guy could be a Hephaestus. Yeah, I'm going to go back and reread that whole circus arc because, um, yeah, that's a good, that's a cool one. Yeah, and he's Will, again, with his, like, overconfidence in the law and in morality, he's like, you should drop your weapons. <laughs> Reinforcement will come in at any second. Oh, Will, you just so poor little thing. You naive, naive child. I love him. He's such a sweetie. He's too good. Too good for this world. 
we actually do people things all the time. <laughs> um, and the man's like, I'm not so sure about that. Again, just totally cocky, grin, very confident. And we have, and we see, you know, SWAT team outside. And we have this guy who we don't think we've seen before. He's um, driving the truck and he says, remember, only fire if they fire first. No one wants to get themselves exploded today, all right? That's true. But unfortunately, somebody throws a bottle out the window onto the truck. And we see a reflection through the window and of the guy, I think it's a different guy, actually, I guess the guy in the other window watching the bottle just descend and the driver stops the truck or screeches or like maybe he goes really fast or he stops and then boom, the, the bottle hits the truck and it explodes and there's this giant explosion. So rest in peace, driver and co-driver. I swear to God, if Liam was in that truck, I will never forgive Sofinath. Also, that better not be Andrew. I can't remember, like, is that Andrew or not? Yeah, I don't think it's Andrew. But... I think these are random characters. We've never met. But yeah, they are um, like in their rooms right now. And Lauren sees this through the window you know this giant explosion and it's just like we see the, that echo in her eyes and you know many people have pointed out this is the trauma all over again because we've had met several panels of lauren with the fire of the train tragedy reflected in her eyes and here it is again mm-hmm. here's yeah. another accident damage people's lives being lost in massive explosions that she cannot stop and she i mean she could have prevented it she's gonna feel like she could have prevented it right if she had been a little faster had she moved a bit you know like quickly had she been able to like reach whatever in time she's gonna feel like i could have prevented this but now she's reliving like ellen do and i wouldn't be surprised if in the next episode she's just going through some ptsd like i wouldn't be surprised if the next episode started off with a flashback and it's her grieving after ellen do because that would be a really good way to just follow up on like you know the finale of season one where we got to see Allendale and now we're in season mid-season two we're seeing what happened after Allendale but yeah I think Lauren's going to be in a bit she's going to be kind of shaken I think I hinted that we would see who pulled Lauren out of the like explosion an ATST, so I'm curious about oh, that. Oh, I forgot about that. Yo, I, I forgot oh, about that. I she ran, ran there. I don't remember anyone pulling her out. I think like, it was F who said it, right? Yeah. Because, like, she ran to the explosion, but, like, how did she, like, leave the scene, you know? Mm-hmm. And apparently, like, I think F was hinting that there was someone who actually pulled her out of the wreckage. And it's like, oh, I, oh, damn, I forgot about that. It's been months since I re- like thought about that. Yeah, well, more things to add to our theories. So now, with all the guns pointed at them, and, you know, there we see three guns on the ground, and it looks like one knife, right, by Karen. And... <laughs> Um, the guy, Dilfman, says, tie Loon up. 
And at this point, you know, we have someone kicking Lauren and Kieran to the ground, right? Kicking at their knees, putting their hands behind their back, you know, presumably trying to incapacitate them. And then the guy says, and the cops, well, and he's pointing his gun out. <laughs> I can't read this. And he goes, cocks the gun. Lauren turns around quickly. And then we hear bang, bang. And there's blood splattered on Lauren's face. Well, actually, sorry, it looks like kind of the blood is actually from before when she was from an injury on her head, but there's blood reflected in her eyes and there's blood all over her face. That's where we end the episode. Okay, so I have some thoughts on the ending of this. Mm -hmm. First is that Kim and Will are wearing bulletproof vests. So chances of the shot having been lethal is lower, like they could have been shot in the head or something. But it's it's still a lower chance because they have the bulletproof vest. Secondly, Mm -hmm. Kieran promised Lauren in episode 59 that he would not let Kim and Will be hurt. So I have a feeling he might have jumped in front or was the person uh, he was aiming at. So it was Kieran who got shot. Mm-hmm. and also like uh, I don't know about that theory like it makes sense like it has the foreshadowing it it has to build up I just if he was like if he's injured and like you know struggling at this point physically and then he's getting tied up I'm not sure if he would have time to react but like I can totally see him getting shot and there was like something else that it would be like his last hurrah sort of before he collapses, right? And also, like you mentioned in the bar uh, episode, that he's not afraid of getting shot. Oh, he Ooh, said, I'm afraid of getting shot, but yeah, so that means he's not. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, like, did Kieran get shot in that, like, in this? in like one flashback which i think it was yeah he did 72 or 73 or karen just like was bleeding out on the floor and bill was like are you gonna get up or what but yeah karen has gotten shot or just been related to getting shot quite a few times so far in the season so that's sus so meg and i were reading this yesterday and meg and i I think they came up, both of us, we can each come up with one alternative theory in which none of our people get shot. <laughs> so neither Will nor Kim oh, yeah. nor Gary. So it's very optimistic theories. Theory number one is that the APD has come in and Bill yeah, Sky. Um, theory two is that Kieran or somebody pushed um, a bad guy in front of the Bill Sky's bullets. So Kim and Will were not shot. So there is a possibility. And, and however slim but you can go to sleep you know reassured knowing that your favorite characters are safe <laughs> sort yeah. of i yeah i was thinking well, like, the first can be in a factor with explosives the first thing i thought like when i read this episode like right after i read the episode i thought like it was totally not kim and will who got shot like that was my initial thought and i'm gonna be clowned for this if 
they were the ones who got shot but it's like oh my god it was a rat man who got shot like i could just because we saw someone like earlier this episode pop out of the hall like we had that guy who was aiming towards was it will or kieran one of the two and then we had like kim and will who just like burst in and kick that guy down like in the background right so like what if that's what happened with like the apd what if we had like herman or someone come in grace my beloved like come in or or lucas thank you i'm lucas, hoping lucas yeah so like if it was either of them who just like came in through the doorway and shot the guy or one of them, because we know Will ran out of ammunition. But Kim says she was running out. She may still have had ammunition. So maybe Kieran, who says, oh, I never use guns. Maybe Kieran actually picked up her gun or maybe he had took a gun from someone else or whatever and shot that shot him as well. So that would you know, be also a cool twist. It's interesting because in Lauren's eye at the end, there's a you can see the reflection of Will's hair like at the bottom Will? of her eye. So I like, looked at like, this and I could not. I was like, "What do I see in her eye?" Okay, let's let's look again. So like see you see her pupil, oh right? God, and the blood. And then if you look so, at like where the blood is headed, like down, you can see that there is something there, and it looks like hair. It looks like the reflection of hair. It does look like his hair, yeah. Yeah, but it could be any of their hair, right? Like it could like be it could be Kim's say, too. Yeah, I'd say Kim or Will's. It's kind of hard to tell because of the like huh. rendering. It's not Karen's, but it's like the length of Kim or Will's hair. Yeah, but it could be because of the rendering. Because yeah, like the lights are also like very harsh. Mm-hmm. And because it's in Lauren's eye, it's a bit um, glassy. So, and hazy, I mean, so we also have noticed like in terms of her position, right? If she turns to the right, Will is the guy. Will is the person who's to her right. You know, so mm-hmm. that would make sense that he would be in her eyes. Oh yeah, because like. Yeah, she's turning to the rights, and Will was the one on her right, so yeah, that makes sense. But she could also have turned enough where it would have been Kim on her right, so it's kind of hard to tell. Mm-mm. Maybe not, because if she's being held, you know, it seems like she hasn't moved, right? So I think she's still being held. Yeah. <sighs> like, I mean, like, you know, I'm getting disheartened with the cliffhangers. I, Because of the cliffhangers alone, I would legitimately not believe that Kim and Will got shot. <laughs> Like just on how these cliffhangers have been going, like I'm not too early for them. I mean, maybe yeah. they're shot. Maybe they're shot, but I don't think they're. I don't think they're gonna die. Oh yeah, they're F not has, dying at all. It's way too early for them. F has said something about like Kim in season three, so I don't. Kim at least makes it to season three, mm-hmm. and Will has to live to see his mom die. So, <laughs> oh my god. Why don't you say Will has to live so we can stand up to his father and get a life or something like that? You know. <laughs> so morbid will has to survive because i need to see him and darcy have a good relationship and have like a boss ass friendship agreed will and darcy taking down stefan will and darcy could like if they were loon like the ps gone overnight you said that about several characters at this point you know it's like yeah because everyone is more yeah everyone is more competent than loon at this point like have you seen them have you seen that? I will defend my Leon. <laughs> You've called him having no brain cells? Oh, well, anyway. You're I mean, no Loon together, they wrong. have zero brains. <laughs> Kim is the one with the brain cell and Loon yeah. is just borrowing at this point. We are all just borrowing Kim's brain cell at this point. Kim has the brain cell, like, 24-7. Like, I know she doesn't always seem like it because she she is often played for comedic relief, but she, I think she is legitimately, like, maybe... 
I don't know where Sandman stands because we don't know much about him, but like I think she is the most intelligent character in the entire series. I would agree. <laughs> Sorry. Um, is very smart. Yeah, she definitely is. Not much we know. She should be Herman. Hire Kim as a detective. <laughs> Come on, like you're gonna get everything solved. <laughs> I mean, Kim doesn't have as good like detective skills as Lauren though. But like oh one thing I will she's say still though. smart though. Yeah. So also one thing I will say her, is that her self-assessment is accurate. We knew Lauren and Kieran were Loon before Kim did. Like that's a failure on Kim's part. She just couldn't figure out who Loon was. Like we figured out before her. Um, honey, it's a joke. <laughs> we know she was so disappointed. Anyway, Kim. she couldn't even figure out who Loon was in season one. Like by then, or she probably knew. But I mean, like she, by she... episode ten, she didn't know who Loon was. Ugh. Oh my god. Hey people. What are your final thoughts on this episode? Are there predictions for the next episode? Hopes for the next episode? Hopes? Um, part of me wants Herman to die. Part of me doesn't. Part of me wants Herman being the one coming in and shooting Ratman. Yeah, that's that's why I don't... That's the part that of me doesn't want him to die. That'd be so badass. Like... And then we have I mean, to like Herman. People would be and yeah. People don't like Herman, but it would still be pretty cool. No, so it would make people be like, "What do I do? What do I do? Do I like him? Do yeah. I not like him?" It's like it's Herman's episode ninety moment where we kind of like switched from like being on edge about this character to being like, "Oh shit! Oh no!" Because <laughs> like we were, I was like that at least with Sandman, and then episode ninety was like, "He's a dad, and his daughter's dead," and it's like. I have a credit card. Take all my money. <laughs> I don't actually have money, but I'm broke. So, but yeah, like, yeah. Come on, I don't want, I don't want my Herman like sympathy to go to not to go to waste. Please, I want a good backstory for Herman too. I think we'll, I think we'll get it because he's such a big character in the story. So let's see what else. What do I predict? I don't know. I have no idea, and I don't care. Whatever it is, I'm happy. I hope it pays off, as we were talking about. But I'm, however it pays off, I'm fine with that. We'll see. <laughs> Can't wait for it to be next week. Yep, another week. <laughs> oh my god, PH is driving me insane. Well, we do this ourselves. All right. Well, thank you so so much. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on and I will catch you all next week. Thank you for having us. Yep, thanks for coming on. It was a long, yeah, long night. Yeah, I'm glad I came on. Awesome. Okay, dogs, have a good night. You too. Good night. Get some sleep. Thank you to my current patrons, Susie, Lady Lipris, Lily, Jenny, Haley, One and Only Taco, Elizabeth, Maria, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Dahlia, Saucy Tuggles, Meg, Anne Rose, Priya, Alex, Misty, Laura, Joanne, Patty, Jen, and Ivy. Your support is truly appreciated. Yeah.